Well, on that then, Roy, is there a lane that you find your truest creative self in, or do you find it helpful that it's segmented so that you can express your fullest self? Oh man, you know, uh, like uh, being being a being an artist is difficult for the same reason it's always been. Right. Uh, you know, um, uh, as soon as you commodify uh, creativity, since creativity is such a an important social experience, and um, people want it in their lives, like every day of the week and it's very fulfilling to create as well so there are also a lot of people who want to do it uh and that kind of contradiction between needing needing that fulfillment 24 7 as a creator and as a consumer means that uh the industry will incentivize um making that commodity uh, a lot a lot cheaper and a lot more accessible this is a good thing on the macro scale um but um how much money are you going to get off your streams on Spotify yeah. if you're, like, a local artist? Very little. You know? um, Let me tell so, you, very little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> precisely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, buy, this, buy this EP on Bandcamp. Support, support Yo, Bandcamp, bro. Uh, no, oh, yeah. speaking of which, sorry to interrupt, but everybody go check out SMS by ETA. It's on Bandcamp now. We have that set up. You can pay what you want. We have it set at four bucks, but pay whatever you want. Please support us there. Yeah. yeah like Rory's about to model. say, it is model. really a way to support the artist for real. I realized, like, and I said to both Alex and Emil, I was like, guys, one purchase on Bandcamp is a thousand streams. It's more than if That's we got a thousand nuts. streams on a song. Yep. That is yep. crazy. So yeah, shout I out to y'all. I think it's even more than that, isn't it's, it? It's like, like, it's more, yeah, because a thousand yeah. is like, on Spotify, is like $3 and like 16 cents, right? So oh you buy God, one yeah. for $4. <laughs> You just did me the same amount of money. Like, you bought it for the same amount as a thousand uh -huh. streams. That's crazy. So, yeah, check out mm. us out on Bandcamp. <laughs> Merch coming soon, too. All right, yeah, continue. Please check it. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, it's, your, your question was, like, what lane do I find myself in most often? Yeah. I can tell you that um, I kind of feel the most fulfilled by making music, mm. I suppose. Um, but, you know, I have, I, have my, I have my day job. Um, uh, and that's, you know, that, that, that takes up the majority of... Uh, uh, my my time yeah um but that doesn't mean that art can't be fulfilling i don't even think you got to like make money on it or be a consistent mm -hmm. creator to be able to define yourself as an artist because um i mean every, every everybody is in some respect if they want to create something mm. um it's just we've kind of uh turned an artist into an aesthetic because yes. it, need, it needs to be marketed so aggressively right mm. which is a big shame but yeah, uh, well, yeah. It, i also yeah it also it also does give you uh, something to commit to and something to do and it, it helps you evaluate like how important it is to you and what a big part of your life you want it to be mm. so I to answer your question I I would actually say even though music is sort of like the most fulfilling and most enjoyable to me I don't I don't really have like a favorite yeah yeah because no, I don't I don't I don't define myself as a as a career artist right right I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who makes art there's a lot more mm. about me that you're you're not going to find out through a podcast or my work right you know? right that's why it's good to have the different mediums because some parts of you can only come out through these curated settings like whether yeah. that's between yeah. the lines of a beat or whether that's between the lines mm -hmm. of a podcast or a canvas or a f photography lens, whatever that is, they bring out different parts of you if you're able to tap into it. I think pretty much anybody has the potential to do pretty much anything. It's just about maybe we do have leaning towards certain affinities based on our background or upbringing, whatever, whatever. But I do think if you focus on the feeling that you get from what you excel at, you can pretty much apply that to anything if you mm -hmm. give it enough time. You just have to find it, right? Yeah. Some things feel different you know. than others. The resources that you're given, which goes back yeah. to your program, where you're you're giving these kids the opportunity. Um, yeah, that's that's such an incredible thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Okay, I have a total left turn question. If we want to go there, 
because this is in Rory's Instagram bio. Sorry, James, were you finished? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. It's about supporting the Huey P. Newton Gun Club. Oh shit! I want, yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about, right. it, if you want to talk about, yeah, it, I want to know what that is. I want you to explain to the people what, people what that is and um, why you say support it. But before that, I have to pee. I'm sorry. I, I, all right. I'm really invested. Go in on this, ahead. But think about that. I'll tell. I'll Charge tell James up. all about it. Charge up your chakra. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Word up. Um, the Huey P. Newton Gun Club. Not sure when the organization got started, but um, gun ownership, I think, has been far too politicized or not politicized enough. Okay. Let me try to, let me try to expand <laughs> upon this. Um, uh, there is a complete imbalance of power in so far uh, as the state can use violence uh, with an air of legitimacy and the way that people can use it. Um, the, the way that like everyday people can use it mm -hmm. or or collectively use it as like a as a class. Um, I'm a, I'm a very big believer in, um, uh, dialectical materialism. Um, and that's the, the, the essential, the essential concept in Marxism is that, uh, material conditions, uh, define, um, the political change and, uh, you know, uh, all, all social life. Like that's, that's the thing that really drives people. It's not like, uh, one great guy comes along or one really special group of people comes along and, and changes society for the better. No, it's really the, the, the base economic conditions and uh, like aspects of social life that uh, create those changes. Uh, so the reason I'm talking about that is because I think when it comes to gun control, um, we have kind of turned it into a, a left-right issue when the left and right in America are almost completely incoherent in any uh, real political context, right? Mm -hmm. Right-wingers, uh, you know, uh, have access to guns uh, and uh, uh, gravitate towards guns because they understand it as a means to assert themselves. I can't, I can't like, psychoanalyze somebody who is, is a right-wing, so, like, every, every individual has different reasons. Uh, however, what's happened in the American left is that due to all the... Uh, like horrific social conditions inside the United States, uh, we have a lot of gun violence, and the left's immediate uh, response to that. And when I say left, I'm talking about like liberals and Democrats, uh, is to say, okay, this violence must stop. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to take guns away or make uh, access to them much more uh, restricted. That is that is that is uh, a good immediate approach in theory. However, when immiseration uh, when immiseration increases and the state no longer advocates for uh, the groups that they claim to be defending, do you want to be a person who has no collective capacity to address an incredibly violent state when you're being evicted mm. or when an enormous climate crisis arrives and uh, an entire population needs to move? Do you want them to have no power to defend themselves when they're like cordoned off into like a fucking Elysium type situation? Mm. Uh, it's, and these are like worst case scenarios, right, you know? this right. is stuff that I don't think we're all that close to. If you're an American, um, who can, who is listening to this podcast, you're going to be relatively insulated from that shit. Right. But also um, even, it doesn't even need to go that far because there are more practical or grounded reasons to want to defend yourself in a condition that is threatening you. That is yeah, that's out of yeah, your yeah, control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. And if, and if, and if, uh, a 
and if the conflict ever arises, and conflict has even arisen in some in some way, do you want to have every way that you use violence to be delegitimized if it's if it's like preserving uh, your safety? Mm-hmm. And I'm not a gun owner. You know, I've never owned a gun in my life. I see. I personally see no reason to. But the I, the reason I say support the Huey P. Newton Gun Club uh, is because. Uh, if there's going to be a bunch of gun ownership by uh, right-wing militias and, you know, uh, more right liberals and uh, among, you know, uh, adherence to whatever the fuck you want to call this weird-ass ideology the Republican Party has descended into, um, I'm, I kind of want black people to be armed, too. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I want, at least I want, everybody I want leftists so. and yeah. socialists and communists and anarchists to be armed as well. I don't, I don't want it to just be this. I don't want it to just be the military. Definitely not yeah. one-sided. Yeah. yeah, one-sided is is not ideal. You see it yeah. almost not as a, good it's a class versus the government kind of issue. Yeah, so, you know, the more, the more organization that you have um, around gun ownership and the more, uh, you know, uh, knowledge that you can dispense to marginalized groups about... Uh, gun ownership. I think that's very important, and this that, obviously intersects. Point. Yeah, this obviously intersects with like gun violence inside black communities. Um, you know, in Jamaica, that was. I mean, I have never experienced any violence like my family experienced in Jamaica. I'm like grateful every day that I get to live inside a relatively safe place. But like, mm-hmm. go down the fucking street to Dorchester. There's, 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 there's still shootings. Mm-hmm. There's shootings all the fucking time. It's, it's not a fucking war zone like people like to portray it as. Uh, but, um, but it happened. Yeah. Like if you could take away every gun from that place, um, that's not going to solve the underlying conditions that cause gun violence. Mm. People commit mass shootings because they're extremely socially alienated and they need some type of recognition. People, uh, you know, resort to stuff like, uh, gang violence or like feud violence, um, like the disorganized stuff that like the, the, the uptick in violence in Chicago is because of like the breakdown of, uh, 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 gangs into much less organized pockets, you know. Um, if 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 you feel like your life is on the line, um, yeah. having the gun taken away doesn't mean that you're not going to resort to some other sort of violence. Right. The stakes uh, are still address, that high. Why yeah. are the stakes that high? Let's address. You got to address the underlying social conditions first. Mm. And so I don't I don't believe that just saying like just take all the guns is a way to solve it. I mean, like fuck. I agree with that. Dis- black people are disproportionately imprisoned for gun crimes. Right. Uh, it, Democrats will like fucking put black kids in jail and not give them another chance at life mm-hmm. simply because they got a gun charge. Right. You know, like the, 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 oh my God, the sentencing mm-hmm. is absolutely horrific. Uh, so that's a long answer to your question, but <laughs> yeah, those, those are, those are some thoughts for you. No, I really, I really like what you said about, uh, response, like have knowledge of gun ownership. I think like being aware of it is an important thing. Like most people don't even know what the process is of owning a gun. I didn't know until recently. And I always, I've, I've come to feel like gun ownership is a regional thing. Like should be decided on a regional basis and like where you're at, what the conditions are, how, what the access to police is, what the access to wanting to, like you said, defend yourself. Do you have a right to defend yourself from all threats, including what could be a potential government threat at any time? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, those are the questions I think that I think yeah, states have so much considered. less power than the federal government on some things. Like it's like, yeah. now that we're, um, we have the internet and we we're so much more connected state powers are kind of lessened because other states will look at them and be like, you're doing it wrong. You should have rules just Mm. like ours. We should all be the same color. We should be either red or blue. Oh, Oh. my God. (laughs) And and that's that's what's most frustrating about these issues is that it always falls back to that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the first thing, the the thing that I've always uh, 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 
the thought to myself about like the founding fathers if they could see the the state today the first question they'd ask after why are the slaves loose would be, <laughs> why? i didn't i stole that from seth myers but i don't care seth myers can get his own way. yeah um uh is why the fuck is the federal government so enormous what have you done Whoa. oh my god this is this is terrifying yeah um and there's, God, there's a lot of complexity in states' rights, but yeah, it's it's, it's very interesting uh, the the limitations uh, that are put on states, even though like we kind of define ourselves as a as a as a federation, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Very okay. much so. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I got another out of nowhere question, James. Unless you you got one, you got a following uh, question uh, on this. Uh, you just fucked me up. I was gonna say something. I'm else. sorry. Guns, I'm sorry. Guns, 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 guns. He guns. did have something to say. I'm so sorry. Ah, guns, 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 guns control. Uh, gun ownership. Gun, gun, gun regional, ownership. regional. Black oh, people. Oh, so so. What do you think <laughs> is like the ideal circumstances around guns? Like, when do you think? I don't fuck it. I don't fuck it. <laughs> like, I think. I, yeah. Like, I I think they should be. I think they just should. Um. Uh, I. I, I would want to say they're, I, I would like them to be more broadly uh, accessible, but that that's the deal. That's that's the complexity of all these like little social controls. Um, if I had a choice, I would take uh, guns away from every right wing militia, uh, no fucking question. Uh, Only then, yeah, yeah. Like how would you, how would you apply how would you apply this law to somebody who like uh, had a domestic abuse charge? How would you apply uh, this? Uh, how would you apply these laws to like? Fuck, here's a really interesting situation, actually. The state police detained 11 people from a Rhode Island collective of um, uh, black sovereign citizens, uh, like black nationalists who call themselves the Moors. Um, And they were, like, extremely heavily armed. And they were going up to Maine to, like, do some uh, paramilitary uh, exercises or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is a collective I've never heard of in my life, but, like, they're a sovereign citizen, like, relatively uh, right-wing black identitarian group. Um, And... You know, this is a this is a group who would probably kind of align themselves with the Huey P. Newton Gun Club. Uh, they've never committed any acts of violence in New England. Um, there's like literally no record of them ever causing trouble, um, even though offshoots of them have uh, committed acts of violence. I think in, in New Orleans, but uh, like I don't want to. I see no reason to take their guns away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're uh, you need to evaluate like how how are they a threat to you. The reason the, the reason the state doesn't want um, an organized working class movement to be armed is because that uh, conflicts with the interests of the state. Is the interests of, sta- of the state are dominated by lobbyists, and lobbyists are dominated by money and capital. So do you right? do you have a problem with those right wing militia groups? Just like as in, if they're against black people, like if it's against the government, do you have a problem with them? there uh, i mean like that's that's the trouble you know like because their their analysis of the of the state being too powerful is not inherently incorrect uh the problem is you draw the conclusion that uh your vaguely defined traditional values based on a culture that uh is ever changing because that's the nature of culture mm-hmm. and then like defining who gets to be a citizen and who is like an upright well uh, who are we talking about right now of- like for example mm-hmm. i have in mind do you remember those guys that took over that fucking like bird sanctuary like five years ago six years um, ago and because yeah the government yeah, yeah, was yeah, taking the bun- their the land ranch, their water the ranch. yeah all that yeah. shit and then oh, they well, left this is interesting because they 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 do a better they had a, like a, a real they applied a real material analysis they were ranchers right yeah. uh, and bundy like bundy was a rancher and he 
um, was grazing cattle on federal land. Now that federal land needs to uh, be protected because it's public use and allowing cattle to graze on it uh, like without any rest uh, exhausts the soil that can be very harmful to the environment and harmful to yeah, other ranchers. But there was, I mean, there was other stuff. Like, land. they'd been taking land from them for years. Like, I don't remember the intricate shit. It was a while ago, but there was, yeah, like, precisely, slowly precisely, taking and yeah, on their land yeah. for years. What, what mattered is that it was advantageous to those ranchers to continue to allow those cattle to graze, and the federal government said no. And so what they said was, this affects my well-being. I'm going to organize with people with similar interests uh, and then people saw that who were like on fringe groups who are inherently anti-state and then they hop on the bandwagon and go, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have, we're going to take over a federal building. And they did it for their own benefit. Now the question is, uh, whose, whose benefit do you want that violence applied in favor of? I want it to be applied in favor of marginalized groups. Uh, the, the, those ranchers weren't particularly like marginalized in the larger context well, of society. They are being, well, they're being oppressed by the government. They're getting their land unlawfully taken by them. Why is that any different than, you know, an inner city ghetto being confined to its economic constraints? You're removing their unlawfully removing their only source of life and like sustainability and their whole life. I actually don't know enough about the case. Uh, my, my impression is that they were like encroaching on uh, on federal land that they'd never owned. But I would like to I'm learn sure more there's about so, this I'm sure there's both. Like there is, there's like, there's a whole timeline that, you know, is, gets kind of blurred because the way they report it, it's kind of hard to tell which one was happening real time and which one wasn't. But yeah, we don't, need, it was a fucking long time ago. So we don't need to explore too much into <laughs> yeah. that. I was just wondering like where, how wide your stance was on like which groups you'd want to take the guns away from in that idea. Well, I mean, this, that's, that's why I don't even want to like say that because yeah, I, I can't I, I, I can't I'm not a person who can just give you a litmus test yeah. like, there's no there's no um there's no popular left movement in the United States what I all I can confidently tell you is Thank that you. if there if a large organized workers movement came about or like a large organized um like a the black and indigenous like economic justice movement came about I would want them armed right right um, I, I, however, I agree with that like be applying that to like today's um okay like how about this applying it to like today's <laughs> approach to, to gun laws and gun violence i would say i want uh uh gun charges uh for black people to be uh uh you know significantly um uh limited right. you know i think that huh. uh I, and i would say that um i just want I just want people to like address the immiseration and social problems that cause violence instead of just saying Agreed. these guns are the problem because mm-hmm. they're they're fucking not. They're not. They're definitely you know? not. They're an yeah. adaptation of the problem for like to the problem. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Remember when this was a music promo podcast? <laughs> I do remember this was a music promo. What if we just like turned off That's a bunch hilarious. of people? Yeah, like, it's possible. This guy, this yeah. Guy, yeah, this this guy supports uh, Republican ideology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even no, though he outright said he didn't. Yeah. Like, even you, though we have yeah. a clip of him saying, "I." You explained it well enough. Like more than a lot of people who have ever heard it explained. Yeah, you know, don't like, worry. This will be and that. Yeah, and that tells you how like fraught with disinformation and bullshit <laughs> yeah. this is because that was completely incoherent and somehow the best explanation that. Don't James worry. This will be a, this will be a two part episode. So the first part will right, have word. all the music shit. They have. I have. I have two. I have two last questions for you. Two last questions right. for you. One's kind of out of nowhere. Um, give me, in your opinion, a central tenant of humanity. Central tenet of humanity. Yes. However that whatever um, however that comes across to you, give me something. Mm, social so, social identity. I mean that's that's kind of what defines humanity. I mean I think I think the only reason that uh, uh, you know we 
uh, view animals as like such a, uh, you know, like such different beings in regards to the way they experience life is because we have a poor understanding of animal intelligence. And I think the reason for that mm -hmm. is because we're so much more social than uh, most other animals. We create mm -hmm. social identities. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's absolutely we, we just insane. made them up. Yeah. We just made them up out of yeah. nowhere. Like, yeah. nobody asked and for all it. Culture, yeah, and, all, and all culture comes from, from like, as, as I said before, I believe all, all culture comes from material conditions in a sense. Mm. But um, we make art, you know? Yeah. We, right. we, we, um, we, like, define family in a myriad of ways. We want um, to relate to people. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, like... Um, Right. the central tenet of humanity a, a, a central as like the essential uh the aspect of ourselves that makes humanity is uh, collaborating and working together as a collective uh Ooh. we we never really strike out on our own that's not that's simply not what we do yeah um yeah uh, i would say we've said it, it yeah. on um i think on this podcast before james about like life moves through connection to others. It's just inherent yeah. in yeah. everything you do. It can never really true, truly do it anything on your own. Like one person. Exactly. So that's Which pretty, is why uh, we, we, we nice. even talked about like how we would be if we were pulled away from society completely. Yes. In pure isolation, yeah. mm -hmm. just on an Island forever. <laughs> what would you, what would yep. you be, man? Who <laughs> like, what would you be? It's crazy to think about. <laughs> I almost want to do it, but then it's like, can you come back from that? Yeah. Social ID. Maybe. So, uh, social identity. As a tenant of humanity. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, I would yeah. say another one is language. Oh, bars, James. No, that's you what know? he said. Uh, the way we, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was saying bars. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> bars for breakfast. Yeah, language. You said language, too? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Communication is taking a huge step with language. Um, James, do you... Sorry, guys, because I have to run soon. But, James, do you have, like, questions before we get to our last guest question that we normally no, do? No, go ahead. Hit it. Hit it. All right. The last thing we normally like to ask people when they come on, or now we want to start doing, is what is making it to you? What does that concept mean? What does that look like in your life, whether that's in your creative space, personal life, whatever that is? Hmm. I think fulfillment. Um, well, for me, on a personal level, you know, I'm a very social person. Um, uh, fulfillment for me comes from being part of a, a project larger than myself doesn't really matter to me like because I, I live in i live in a basement <laughs> the, shit, the, shit's, the shit's crumbling i don't but i don't really crumbling i don't i don't really care like i don't maybe if if someday you know i come across the money to you know uh like move to move to like a nice condo like top floor uh like big car in the, in the fucking garage I'm, well, like maybe but it's not that material wealth is not uh, an aspiration for me in any sense. What I want to do is uh, uh, be of service to a community that I'm a part of. Being part mm. of a community is the most important thing to me. Mm. Wow. I like that. Rory, I got to say, man, this is the quietest I've ever been on a podcast. I've just been listening to everything you've been saying. <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed this a lot. Um, you've illuminated a lot of things in Boston I need to check out or at least research more on. Thank you, man, for, for coming on. This is pretty dope. Hey, you're extremely welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been me. a great episode, Roy. Yeah, Thank you, man. It's been bomb. Um, you want to take this last session to, or sorry, segment to plug things where you want to direct some people's attention to? Hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You can check me out on uh, at Asperitas Photography. Uh, Asperitas is spelled A-S-P-E-R-I. 
T A S. Like the cloud type. Yep. Uh, What's with you in the cloud theme? Like you used to be Cumulo Nimbus. Now we got a spare cool. What is it Clouds that draws really cool. you in? They are very cool. I want to hear about it. I want to hear. I don't have a better answer than that. That's a good bomb. I think I think I think I had like a, an origin for that articulated a little bit earlier, but at this point, it's just like I I just love that logo. I it's fucking very like it. Yeah. I enjoy it. That's a PSA. Look up with the clouds sometimes. Yeah. I like to yeah. make sure there's like ten seconds a day at least. Do yeah. that every so often. All right. Uh, also, I would shout out to the uh, the Boston Compass. It's the mm. uh, it's the newspaper that's uh, organized by uh, uh, BrainArts.org. And they also they also run Dorchester Art Project. I would also like uh, plug uh, any individual artists who have uh, sold work with them. Uh, uh, please 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 look up their tenants. You know, because like their uh, the Dorchester Art Project, I, I I enjoy what they do, but the they are the sum of uh, the efforts of so many artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I would check out um, at Conforming Sucks on Instagram for a very interesting <laughs> uh, video series that Dor- Dorchester Art Project helped organize. Uh, fanta- fantastic username. Her name's uh, Pauline. Very, very cool artist. Um, I would also... Um, she ghosted me yeah. on a song. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to hear that song. That's how it's made. You put her last on the pod, too. Yeah. Yeah. I might believe it, yeah. but I, I uh, don't know. And, um, I wanted that honesty, song, though. That's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would also uh, remind you to look up um, uh, Artists for Humanity, as organized by Rob Gibbs, amazing organization. And uh, ooh, last thing I want you to do: um, here's how you spell Zdzislaw Beksinski, oh, and here's Lord. where you can find some work on Roger Ballin. So Zdzislaw Beksinski, uh, sorry, can't tell you how it's actually pronounced. Is Z D Z I S L A W Beksinski is B E K S I N S K I. And if you want to learn more about the photographer Roger Ballin, there's a video called Ballinesque that is the most disconcerting shit I've ever seen in my life, and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's spelled B A L L E N E S Q U E. So go ahead and look that shit up on YouTube. It's super super cool. And again, you can find me on Instagram at Asperitas Photography. Mm. I will say on your Dorchester Art Project point, Rory is the one who has took me to the first open mic that I went to that eventually inspired the Impact album being donated towards there. So, you know, there's a stamp of approval wow. from this podcast as well for Dorchester Art Project. Mm-hmm. Please check them out. They do great stuff. Uh, and check all those things out he just yep. said. Jimmy, yeah. James, last words. Uh, I'll add one more assignment to y'all's homework. Uh, oh, look go. up how, it, whatever city you're in, look up how interstate highways have been used to segregate and destroy yeah. communities because it's in every right. single city. Every city has stories. It's ridiculous. Yep. Every single city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah. told me about ones in Albany, undoubtedly ones here in D.C. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this doesn't this doesn't just affect black communities too. The Irish community in Boston Syrian. was like the the poor one of the the poorest concentration of white poverty in the United States uh, right. after they cleared out the entire West End in Scully Square. Jeez. Uh, and moved and moved those fucking people, and that is like the root of uh, like the big busing conflict that we had in Boston. And what's even uh, worse, oh yeah, my, my dad was part of that. My, yeah. my family moved out of Boston up to New Hampshire because of the busing shit. They uh, like kind of because there's fucking like eight kids at that point, yeah. and they're all so just getting much like, violence. shipped off. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. had to move. And out. they use minorities yeah, so. to build these bridges too, these highways. Mm. Yeah, yeah, oh, of yeah. course, yeah. Yeah. mostly that, mostly those Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Got a lot nice, of homework, uh, kids. <laughs> nice cheering note, <laughs> yeah. Homework, exactly. Study up, everybody. But most of all, Central Heat EP is coming July 16th. That's two weeks from now. You might see a little a little sneak peek dropping this week on SoundCloud. Tyler on demand on SoundCloud. Or Rory, what's, what's your SoundCloud? Mm-hmm. Uh, my SoundCloud is uh, just RoryJLW. 
Um, Rory JLW. Yeah. Perfect. I don't, put a, lot, a I don't put a lot of shit up there, but like, you know, if you want to see my archive, but check it out. He about to put a little something this Friday. So Ooh, you're checking yes, out for a little single off Central EDP. And yeah, stay tuned for that drop. We'll be getting more info to you about that. Thank you, Rory, again for joining me. Like James said, this was awesome. It's always great talking to you, dude. Thank you for having me. Wealth of knowledge and insight that's always interesting to hear. And James, you know, it's always good to talk to you. Yeah, whatever. I like the morning (laughs) pod. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The the, the energy's nice. It was cool. I liked it. Um, So thank you, y'all. This is another episode of Rabbit Hole Sessions, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace, peace. Bye-bye. Peace out.